1: Coming up on Taking Stock, you may recall that at the beginning of the year, activist investor Carl Icahn referred to the junk bond fund market as a keg of dynamite. Well, it hasn't exploded, at least not yet. We're going to be talking about high-yield bonds with Mary Bowers, Senior Portfolio Manager for HSBC Global Asset Management. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg
0: Newsroom for Bloomberg Business Flash. And I think of him, Fox. 29 minutes to go ahead of the close on a Tuesday. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing right now. The S&P 500 index flirting with a record. NASDAQ was at an intraday high. S&P right now up by half a point to 81, 21.82.87 is the number to beat on the S&P. The Dow just turning negative, down by less than half a point right now. Fluctuation, little change. That is the takeaway here. NASDAQ up 12 to 52.25, a gain of two-tenths of 1%. The 10-year up 15.30 seconds, looking at a yield of 1.53%. Gold climbing higher by 5.70 the ounce to 13.42, a gain there of four-tenths of 1%. And crude oil down 32 cents. A barrel right now on West Texas Intermediate Crude, a drop there of 8 tenths of 1%. The Walt Disney Company reports after the closing bell, shares up by 8 tenths of 1% to 96.53. Steve Cahill is an analyst at RBC Capital Markets. He says Brexit and Zika concerns could weigh on the theme park business at Disney.
1: Our channel checks suggest that things are still okay, so the question is based on what Disney is seeing today. uh, Are they seeing, folks, you know, less likely to come to the park than they were three months ago, or has that not happened? So that is going to be, I think, a laser point of focus for investors because that may determine whether or not earnings uh, estimates for this year and next year need to come down or whether they can maintain the levels of growth that are currently baked into our forecasts.
0: And again, we do have Disney shares up now by eight-tenths of one percent. The productivity of American workers unexpectedly declined for a third straight quarter, deepening efficiency woes that have characterized the economic expansion. Again, recapping S&P up by less than half a point. 332 on Wall Street now. Let's look at some of the other stories making news.
2: Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. This news update is brought to you by BlueJeans Enterprise Video Club. See faces, emotions, energy. See the people. Your team's video from any device. Start a free 30-day trial at BlueJeans.com and click the radio mic. BlueJeans, work smarter, connect better. Add another key Republican lawmaker to the list of those not supporting Donald Trump for president. In an interview with CNN, Senator Susan Collins of Maine explained why she is not backing Trump's campaign.
3: I do not believe that he is the president that we need at this time in our country's history. And I believe that in many ways he is antithetical to the values of the Republican Party.
2: Collins says she would vote Libertarian if the ticket were reversed, with former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld at the top. Search crews have recovered the black box of the sunken freighter El Faro 15,000 feet below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. That freighter went down during Hurricane Joaquin in October 2015. All 33 crew members lost their lives. The federal judge has upheld former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich's 14-year prison sentence on corruption charges. Blagojevich was originally sentenced in 2011 for trying to exchange an appointment to President Obama's old U.S. Senate seat for campaign cash. And transportation officials say they are exploring options to expand the Brooklyn Bridge's walkway. The city has commissioned a seven-month engineering study to assess how much weight the bridge can carry. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Ramey Inocencio. This is Bloomberg. Charlie.
0: And we thank you. And again, recapping, stocks fluctuating, little changed. S&P 500 index up now by less than half a point. I'm Charlie Pellett, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Eight months ago, at the beginning
1: of the year, Carl Icahn, activist investor, he said that the junk bond fund market was a keg of dynamite. Well, it hasn't exploded yet. One of the proxies perhaps for the junk bond market has been JNK. This is the spider high yield bond ETF. It's gained about 13%. That's from when Carl Icahn talked about that keg of dynamite. Here to tell us more about high-yield debt is Mary Bowers, Senior Portfolio Manager for HSBC Global Asset Management. Mary Bowers, thank you for being with us. Tell us about high-yield debt in the context of those statements made by Carl Icahn at the beginning of the year.
3: Yep, yeah, great. Thanks for having me on the, the show today. I think what we've seen in high-yield certainly is Pretty significant outperformance versus what expectations were earlier in the year. A lot of that has um, been the result of what we've seen happening in oil markets as well as some retracement in other commodities. Uh, but what we see now is that in this current low yield environment, there's a very strong technical bid for yield out there and we think that that will continue to support credit markets globally.
1: What do you mean when you say that there is a technical bid?
3: Well, as you have seen, as the world has seen, really, um, post-Brexit has been a tremendous amount of debt that's been brought into negative rate territory. So that's only continued to increase. And we see continued central bank accommodation, particularly outside of the U.S., and when i was out on the road most recently uh particularly in europe what i'm hearing from investors is this search for yield i mean it has really pushed investors into riskier asset classes in order to earn a return and particularly in the us and emerging market credit markets uh, we see a significant opportunity to pick up yield versus what you can earn in other parts of fixed income.
1: High yield bonds defined as non-investment grade debt with a double B1, double B plus, double B plus or below ratings. This is uh, based on the rating system used by Moody's Investor Service, Fitch Ratings or Standard and Poor's. Uh, Tell us about default rates. Have we seen an increase
3: well, certainly, that's been pretty well telegraphed that high yield, particularly in the u s has seen a significant increase in defaults from what was pretty uh, you know well below historical averages. so the uptick though in default rate has really been you know just in energy and to a certain extent um some of the metals and mining but but mostly in the energy space and what I like to remind investors is that these the the event in high yield was really you know oil retracing from well above one hundred down to sixty five down to twenty six and this has really happened over the last eighteen plus months at this point. The bond prices and energy have already moved to reflect this lower oil price, so just to say that. The bankruptcies that we're primarily seeing in high yield, it's very well telegraphed in the market. And, again, for an active investor being able to avoid some of these more troubled parts of the high-yield market, we think that if you're able to look away from some of the more troubled spaces, whether it's energy and maybe also to a lesser extent, I said, and mining, but also maybe retail, for example, um, Companies' balance sheets look pretty healthy. So that uptick, yes, we will continue to see a fairly elevated default rate in high yield. Um, but we're not going to see the same spike in default rate as we saw back in the financial crisis, we don't believe. But also we think that you can avoid some of these troubled sectors and still earn a reasonable yield, again, versus what you can earn in other parts of fixed income.
1: What is What, what, what do you call a reasonable yield?
3: Well, the current yield in the U.S. is just above 6.5%. Um, so compared with where 10-year treasuries are, that certainly still looks pretty attractive when you consider the still low default rate outside of some of these more maligned sectors. Now, I have talked about U.S. high yield, but looking more globally in Europe, the credit cycle is a little bit Behind where we are in the US in terms of releveraging, and we aren't seeing the same pickup in default rate there, um, or, you know, some of the deterioration in credit metrics in terms of releveraging. Similarly, in the emerging markets, uh, we have a bit different characteristics there when we talk about high yield credits, given that a lot of the companies in that market are more quasi sovereign, so they have some support either implicit or explicit, from from government.
1: Thank you very much for joining us. Mary Bowers is the Senior Portfolio Manager for HSBC Global Asset Management, giving us her views on the high-yield bond world. Since the start of the year, the yield on the 10-year U.S. government treasury has dropped about 30%. High-yield bond funds are among the top-performing bond fund categories this year. As a group, the sector is up little bit more than 9% year to date. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Coming up, I'll look at value investing. What does it take to become a value investor and why are they prospecting
3: in oil and energy? That's next.